0: This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Welcome to a brand new season of The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Media and Townsville's Triple TFM. The show got its name from the 50s and 60s writers that inspired so many musicians. And each week during season three, we'll take a look into albums that have changed our lives by artists that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page forward slash music that changed the world and make sure you check out our Instagram page, The Beat Generation Podcast. A podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on Apple along with other great bad boys media shows, including The Bad Boys Unleashed and Secret Men's Business. Check out our shows and if you like what you hear, then make sure you leave a review. So sit back, put your headphones on, crank up the dial and journey with us this week as we take a trip into Motown with arguably the greatest funk, soul and R&B artist of all time. I'm talking about Stevie Wonder and his landmark album, Inner Visions. Welcome to the Beat Generation, I'm Shane Bryan, joined this season by my co-host Andrew Hackett. Now We're normally hosting the Bad Boys Unleashed together. But we thought we'd both jump on Beat Generation this year to share these iconic albums with you. So, Andrew, here we are again with another amazing album on the Beat Generation.
1: I know, mate. Look, who doesn't love Stevie Wonder? I first came across Stevie Wonder in his cameo appearance in Blues Brothers, where he played uh, in the music store uh, when they were out there buying equipment. What a great guy. What an amazing prodigy of a man.
0: Yeah, he was actually in that movie with uh, a whole host of uh, of others from Motown as well. It was a real tribute right. to Motown. Yeah, yeah, yeah great he, movie. I mean, uh, you know, this is a guy that, as we will hear during the show, overcame a lot of odds to get to where he is now, and um, yeah. you know, he became, I would say, arguably the the, the greatest R and B artist out there. Oh,
1: without a doubt, an absolute inspiration. You know, Stevie Wonder is the man who reshaped R&B music with his unique blend of synthesizers and electronic instruments. But he was born premature. He was actually placed in an incubator for six weeks, which actually caused his retinas to detach, resulting in his blindness. But the loss of sight didn't stop him in any way. He is absolutely a prodigy, a genius, and it's safe to say he's been one of the biggest influences on R&B artists throughout musical history, Prior to this album, he was Little Stevie Wonder, another Motown artist singing love songs and cute radio-friendly tracks. And then something shifted. In 1971, he married Sarita Wright, and they began work on Where I'm Coming From with a mission to touch the social problems of the world. The light suddenly was switched on. Where I'm Coming
0: From was released the same year as Marvin Gaye's What's Going On? Wonder's offering was not as successful and was seen as self-indulgent and pretentious. The next two albums, Music of My Mind and Talking Book, began to shape Stevie's passion for social justice and also shape his new sound. In fact, these two albums described by critics are the start of his classic period. And of course, it spawned the hits You're the Sunshine of My Life and Superstition. But it wasn't until the next album that Stevie launched into one of the most influential albums
1: of his career. Now, there are two albums in particular that stood the test of time in Wanda's career. One was the iconic Songs in the Key of Life, which is seen as the culmination of his classic period, a double album with a four-song EP attached that included hits like Isn't She Lovely and Have a Talk With God. It became a standard and influenced musicians like Michael Jackson, George Michael, Prince and of course... Whitney Houston. The second, of course, was Inner Visions, which took all the social issues that were pressing on Wanda's mind and put them into an album that became massively influential on the future of commercial black and soul music, while at the same time showed the world a more mature, growing up Stevie Wonder, an artist more concerned with the plight of black population than romantic ballads. Inner Visions covered topics like drug abuse, politics, inequality
0: and systemic racism which set the album onto a completely different level than his previous offerings. Living For The City was one of the first soul music songs to deal explicitly with systemic racism. And it used everyday sounds of the streets such as traffic, voices and sirens, which were combined with the music recorded in the studio. Now the song is a look at the life of a young black man who faces discrimination, crime and eventually sentencing to prison for 10 years. The full seven and a half minute version was a spectacular song And it's considered by many to be the sister to Marvin Gaye's Inner City
1: Blues And it is a great place to start this week's Beat Generation And our look at Stevie Wonder's iconic album, Inner Visions This is Living for the City
2: A boy's born in hot damn Mississippi Surrounded by for what it's ain't so pretty his parents give him love and affection To keep him strong, moving in the right direction Living just enough, just enough For the city His father works some days for 14 hours And you can bet he barely makes a month goes to scrub the clothes for many, and you best believe she so hardly gets a pity they've just in love, just in. He's got to get up early Her clothes are old But never are they dirty Living just enough Just enough For the city My mm-hmm. brother's smart He's got more sense than many His patience long But soon he won't have any To find a job Needle, cause where live, they don't use colored people, they just enough, just enough for the city. Yeah.
0: Appears having found you guilty
2: 10 years. What? Come on. Come on. Don't Give that on. cell, nigga. God. No. His hair is long. His feet are hard and breathing. He spends his is life walking in the streets of New York City. He's almost dead from breathing in air pollution. But to him there's no solution Living just enough Just enough
1: Vision's album was a masterpiece, a deconstruction of a failure of the 60s and then a reconstruction of a pathway out of that crushing disappointment. The 60s impacted society and while it seemingly brought an end to racial inequality the evidence was still obvious in the inner city life and the problems that came with it like violence and drugs. It was a growing concern, a blight on the face of not just America but the world over and the best way to deal with it was to sweep it under the rug. However artists like
0: Wonder and Gay refused to let it grind them down so they looked for a way to represent the oppressed and the downtrodden of the inner city life. Their answer was awareness VH1 stated that the whole message of the album seems to be caution. Wonder seems to be warning the black community to be aware of their own plight, strive for improvement and take matters into their own hands, not through the violence of the Black Panthers, but through the transcendent joy of spiritual acceptance.
1: Okay, so that sounds a little bit airy-fairy, but the fact of the matter was that violence was creating more violence and many artists of their time, from R&B to hip-hop, were looking for a way to overcome the vicious cycle. Suddenly, this blind boy from Michigan was paving the way and showing how it can be done. And not only did he produce an album that was a mark of sheer brilliance, he actually played all the instruments himself on six of the nine songs. Now, the
0: opening song on the album was one of those songs where he played everything, including his signature harmonica. But it was a song full of contrasts. With a happy, jazzy feel, the song dealt with the snares of drug addiction and the dangers of dope. Presenting an irresistible funk and synth-driven melody, this is Too High on the Beat Generation and our look at Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. I'm too
2: high, I'm too high, but into the sky. I'm too high, I'm too high, but into the sky. She's a girl in a dream She sees a four-eyed cartoon monster on a TV screen She takes another puff and says it's a so crazy scene That red is green She's a tangerine I'm too high, too high I'm left the ground I'm too high, I'm too high. I hope i never ever come down She's a girl in life But her world's a superficial paradise She had a chance to make it big more than once or twice But no dice, she wasn't there nice. tonight. Did you hear the news about the girl today? She passed away. What did a friend say? She said she's too high Hand hand, have I lived to see the milk in honey land where hate's a dream and love forever stands? Or is this a vision in my mind? in my mind What I'd like to know Is good a place like this exists so beautiful Or Do we have to find our wings and fly away To the vision in our mind Things have an ending. But what I'd like to know is could a place like this exist so beautiful? Mama
1: back to the beat generation with the song Vision from Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions. The song really sets the scene of the album, pretty, while at the same time full of serious undertones. Wanda managed to bring together a sound that was harmonically vivid. In his words, he presented an album that was a commentary on how people delude themselves while still having to live in a real world with real world pressures. Inner Visions is an
0: interesting album, especially given Wonder's own lack of vision. It was a statement to the world that we're all blind to what's really going on around us. It's a warning to the black community to become responsible for their own plight and 30 years later, the problems of urban struggle are still as prominent and the album resonates
1: even stronger now. Than it did 30 years ago A song that contrasted to the theme of the album Was Golden Lady More like his older songs The track was a love song That was never released as a single Yet made it to number 4 on the charts The song is unusual In that it uses syncopated or offbeat rhythms This is Golden Lady And you are listening to The Beat Generation
2: Looking in your eyes Kind of heaven Closing both my eyes Waiting for surprise To see the heaven in your eyes is not so far Cause I'm not afraid to try and go it To know the love and beauty never known before I'll leave it up to you to show it And golden lady, golden lady, I'd like to go there.
0: That was Golden Lady, and we'll be back with more of our look at Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions on The Beat Generation. Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from The Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners... News that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions... And current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair... Then then that's that's not not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed, music, entertainment, celebrity interviews... And the only original Bad Boys news that
1: makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have, but everybody wants to hear. Bad Boys Unleashed,
0: subscribe for free on Apple and Spotify. This is the Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as the Beat Generation. Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Media and Townsville's Triple TFM. I'm Shane Bryan, joined by another member of The Bad Boys, Andrew Hackett, as we look into albums that have changed our lives by artists that have changed the face of the musical landscape. Make sure you check out our Facebook page, Music That Changed the World, and our Instagram page, the Beat Generation
1: podcast. InnoVisions was possibly nearly Stevie Wonder's last album. Three days after the official release of the album in August 6, 1973, Stevie performed a concert in Greenville, South Carolina. On the way back from the concert, the car with Stevie in the front passenger seat found itself behind a truck loaded with logs. The truck suddenly braked, causing a collision and a log went sailing through the window, slamming Stevie Wonder squarely in the forehead. For four days, he lay in a coma with a severe brain contusion. When Stevie regained consciousness He discovered
0: that added to his lack of sight, he also had lost his sense of smell. Afraid he'd lost his musical ability as well, he was initially too scared to touch his clavinet. But once he did, he quickly began to play again. A slow climb back to health which didn't see him perform for eight months also had wonder reflecting on his spirituality. One song in particular, Higher Ground, suddenly had a more meaningful message as a result of the accident. Although it was written before the accident, Stevie saw the song as a reflection
1: of his purpose and need to value his time on Earth. Dealing with the subject of reincarnation, Higher Ground was a top 10 hit on the Billboard charts and a number one single on the R&B charts. The song is special for another reason, because while in an unresponsive state, Wanda's road manager sang the melody into Stevie's ear and he began tapping his finger to the Tune. You could almost say the song brought him back to life. This is the iconic song Higher Ground, and you are listening to the Beat Generation.
2: trying to love each
1: At the age of four, Stevland Hardaway Judkins found himself in Whitestone Baptist Church where he eventually began singing in the choir. His mother, who had remarried, eventually changed his last name to Morris. At the early age, little Stevie Morris began learning piano, harmonica and drums, eventually forming a partnership with a friend playing on street corners. In 1961, Wanda sang his own composition, Lonely Boy, to Ronnie White from the band The Miracles, who immediately sent him to meet Barry Gordy of Motown Records. His deal was a weekly allowance of $2.50, and the rest held in trust until he was 21. Motown
0: was a big deal for any artist, but for Little Stevie, who released his first album at 12, The Jazz Soul of Little Stevie, Motown was his ticket to fame, quickly becoming the most successful artist on the label behind Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye. Now although not a gospel label, Motown had its fair share of gospel acts and many of the artists took a turn at the gospel sound. And Stevie Wonder's own faith has shone through. Songs like Have A Talk With God and Falling In Love With Jesus, then matched up with songs like Higher Ground, have demonstrated his deep spirituality. So it was no surprise that Wonder struck out at the hypocrites with his song Jesus Children of America.
1: Spirituality has the power to inspire people to change themselves and change the world. However, as the song Jesus Children of America mentions, many people lose the real message with religion and faith becomes an accessory to the human experience. Wanda hits out at those who speak the speak but don't actually stand for anything they talk about. He even had something to say about those practicing transcendental meditation to get peace of mind yet do nothing to change the world. This is Jesus Children of America from the album Inner Visions by Stevie Wonder. You are listening to the big generation.
2: Hello, Jesus, Jesus, children. Jesus loves you, Jesus, children. Hello, children. Jesus loves you, of America. Are you hearing what he's saying? Are you feeling? What you're praying Are you healing, pain, feeling What you say inside But, uh, yeah. Transcendental meditation speaks of inner preservation. Transcendental meditation gives you peace of mind. You better tell. Your story, F.A. Yeah.
1: interesting feature of Jesus' Children of America was the instruments. Playing most of the songs on the album was something a lot of artists were doing, but this album found Wanda performing with new and exciting instruments, including Tonto. But there are two guys who should have received a lot more credit on the album than they actually did.
0: Feeling handcuffed by Motown, Stevie had packed up and moved to New York, where he heard Zero Time by Bob Margaleff and Malcolm Cecil. Known as Tonto's expanding headband, it featured a room-sized orchestra of synthesizers connected by a central brain that allowed the synths to communicate with themselves. Already using Tonto on Music of My Mind and Talking Book, Innovisions made the most of the sound by incorporating it
1: on many of the tracks. Living for the city is possibly the most complete example of Tonto's power, combining two Moog base synthesizers with multiple oscillators. It was extreme experimentation by two guys that the label and managers disregarded, instead making Stevie seem like a solitary, all-powerful and highly capable genius. Maybe it was too far out to explain, or maybe Motown, a label that was engineering Wanda to become the champion of civil rights, were worried the two white guys could interfere with that public perception. It's a pity, because maybe the harmony of white guys working with black
0: guys to create change was exactly what Reverend Martin Luther King was talking about. Until 2013, Tonto lived in Malcolm's home in Sugar Tees, New York. Today... Konto remains in its entirely original
1: form in the National Music Centre in Calgary, Canada. Not every song on Innovisions was a serious look at topics of social impact, and the third single was one of those songs that showed the fun side of Wonder. When released, he made his big step back onto the stage after his horrific accident. Don't You Worry About a Thing was a positive message telling us to take everything in its stride. It's been described as one of Stevie's most
0: essential songs and demonstrates the pure joy that this musical prodigy has displayed throughout his own career. Blind, in a coma, no sense of smell, yet he just kept on moving to higher grounds, even musically. This is Don't You Worry About a Thing by Stevie Wonder on The Beat Generation.
2: Watch the Mama, uh, you understand no. well, uh, like, I don't understand how you can't. Because, like, I've been uh, you know, Paris, Beirut, you know, I've been uh, Iraq, Iran, Eurasia. You know, I speak very, very um fluent Spanish. Toro Tavi and Is that right, Mama? Because I got my shaking room Everybody's got a thing But some don't know how to handle it always reaching out in vain Just taking the things not worth having But don't you worry about a thing Don't you worry about a thing, my mother because I'll be standing on the side when you check it out. You say your style of life's a drag and that you must go other places. But just don't you feel too bad when you get fooled by smiling faces. But don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing, my mom Cause I'll be standing on the side When you check it out When you get off Your trip Don't you worry about
0: Innovisions was a milestone in the career of Stevie Wonder that was only equaled by his album Songs in the Key of Life three years later. Songs in the Key of Life marked the end of Wonder's classic period, debuting at number one on the charts and becoming the best-selling album of his career. However, something about Innovisions keeps bringing me and every other listener back to it again and again. It's a message of caution that is only matched in writing power
1: by Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The impact that InnerVisions had is best summed up by the editor of Life magazine, who said that the album represents the pinnacle of a very important career and of his physical blindness, but nonetheless extraordinary human vision. For all intents and purposes, and for all of its richness and variety of texture, it is essentially all Stevie Wonder. He personally created and arranged every sound heard, His canvas stretches from the tough realities of ghetto streets to the transcendent joy of spiritual acceptance, and each rendered with an original, unique musical palette. You know what, mate? I've got to say, I could not have said
0: it better myself. Well, one song remains worthy of playing on the Beat Generation, and that is Stevie Wonder's highly political song, He's Mr. Know-It-All. A warning not to trust the man with the plan, who has the answer to all the critics, and a counterfeit dollar in his hand. Of course given who was in power at the time, there's no missing the obvious reference to Tricky Dicky, President Richard Nixon. And on that note, we finish our look at Stevie Wonder's Inner Vision's album. Join us next week as we bring it all back home and our look at the Aussie icons' Midnight Oil and their album, Diesel and Dust, that did a lot more for the Indigenous music community than any other album in this country. But that's next week, and until then, this is He's Mr. Know It All, By the legendary Stevie Wonder I'm Shane Bryan And I'm Andrew Hackett
1: And this is The Beat Generation
2: He's a man with a plan Got a gallon of dollar in his hand He's Mister know it all Playing hard, talking fast Making sure that he won't be the last Smile knowing all the time that his lies are mine. He's Mr. Know It All. Must be seen, there's no doubt. He's the coolest one with the biggest mouth. He's Mr. Know It All. When you're telling me he's living fast. Say, what do you know If you had my kind of cash You'd have more than one place to go Any place he will play His only concern is how much you'll pay He's Mr. No On a bed, he's the kind of dude that won't pay his debt. Oh,